Hello everyone, what is up? Welcome once again to the Jace Heronka Podcast. Today we're talk- talking about Ozark from Netflix Season 1, Episode 5. The title is Ruling Days. We are now in the halfway point of the season in movies and novels. You may notice that uh, during the midpoint, it's usually a quite a big scene. For instance, in action, we get a big set piece like a like a car chase or like a a big action scene. Um, if it is a love story, this uh, the middle point is usually the quote unquote first dance of the couple. Like if it's like if it's like a teen uh, teen romance, it's like prom night. You know, if it's if it's like a love story for adults, there's gonna be like a some company event. They're gonna it's it's like the first um. Um, like the ber- first uh, quote-unquote major date of of the couple. So yeah, we're expecting big scenes at the middle of the story. So let's see if we have a you know a, a big scene here at the midpoint of Ozark season one. During the last episode, we met Darlene and Jacob Snell, who are great actors. Um, they are also great characters, and uh, they are the main villains of the season. I'm uh, I'm actually definitely looking forward to see more of them and how they would, of course, clash with 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 the birds, which is our, you know, our main family, our main characters. So I'm gonna start this podcast by saying spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, because we're really going into a deep dive into the episode. This is review and recap. And also, of course, after we review the episode, we're gonna go to the all-important Jace ratings. What is my overall score for this episode from 1 to 100%? And we are going to compare that to the scores given by Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, and Metacritic. So let us do it. Let's dive right in. Before we start, please do support my podcast. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform. Also, the best way you can support us is please give us a direct donation via PayPal. This will be a very big help for us. Any amount would do. The PayPal donate link is in the description page of this episode. So let's start with the spoiler review. Uh, Bobby... The body of Bobby, the the former um, strip club owner, his dead body turned up at the dock or the boat dock of the Bird family. It is not yet clear if this was done by accident or on purpose, uh, but of course it's probably on purpose. But that's just my opinion. I feel like this is one of those uh, scare tactics that uh, the Snells would do. It's something they might do. Because of Marty's purchase of the strip club, the arrest of Bobby Dean, the of course former owner, and of course the death of Bobby Dean and his body even uh, showing up uh, near the the house of the of the of the birds. This is actually a definitely a sequence of unfortunate events that involve both Marty and Bobby, and of course, because of this, there are rumors around the town, rumors around Ozark, that Marty was that Marty did it. Marty killed Bobby. 
um, the sheriff of the town, Sheriff Sheriff Nix, even confronted Marty and Wendy. I mean, uh, we can give we can all give a compliment to Sheriff Nick Nix. At least he can smell something fishy. He doesn't have an an evidence though. He basically just told Marty and Wendy that you know what whatever you you people are doing just just stop it just stop what you're doing now and of course marty responded to that by saying something like they're not they're not doing anything bad you know they're not doing anything illegal but of course they're doing they're doing something illegal you know they're money laundering obviously uh marty showed the sheriff uh documents his documents of his purchase of the strip club and the sheriff takes no further action at that point even though he, you know, he he obviously has the instinct, he can feel definitely something not is not right with this, you know, bird family. Great instincts by the sheriff, but now I actually fear for his life. You know, somebody with instincts like that, somebody who might die. You know, anyway, Jacob Snell attempts to persuade Marty to launder money for him at the. Uh, lickety split so now it's you know revealed that it's actually them it's the the, the snails who were actually the sort of the um the big criminal organization behind bobby that is asking for uh, for for money laundering and of course they use the strip club which is again i i mean i i honestly don't have any idea really how to do this money laundering but I would presume a strip club is not something like it attracts the eyeballs of of the authorities. I think so. Like I don't know why a lot of money launderers are like attracted to strip clubs. Uh, Tony Soprano has a strip club also in in that show. By the way, The Sopranos, fantastic show. It's really one of the best TV shows of all time. Go ahead and check that if you haven't. That um, quick review for The Sopranos. I would give the entire series. An overall score of, you know, J's ratings, 95%. Anyway, going back. Um, I actually like this scene between Jacob and Marty. This is the scene where Marty was driving and Jacob, Jacob stopped him by standing at the middle of the road. It is their first meeting. I always love the first meeting of, of the villain and the hero of, uh, of the story. Um, I just feel that. I just feel that thrill and that you know i feel that high knowing that these two characters will eventually clash at some point uh especially for movies and tv shows today uh and even novels you know the villains are usually a lot more subtle uh compared to you know old villains of you know older times like uh 90s and 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 beyond like for instance if you recall the villains in um in in earlier generations i think they are obviously the villain it's they're overtly villainous and they they even have those cliche scenes wherein the the villain would reveal his entire master plan like i can think of course the james bond villains comes to mind the if you for all of the buffy fans out there who are listening to this podcast do you remember the villain in uh buffy uh season one the 
that that guy who looks like the cousin of Voldemort and Nosferatu. Yes, that guy just just is obviously the villain. Somebody who would like tell his master plan to anyone who would listen. So yeah, villains today are a lot better than what they were in previous, you know, decades. Like they're 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 more human, they're more subtle and they're in a way, they're scarier actually. Here is actually a scene that I liked in this episode. Marty and Wendy were talking about money and they were uh, they were actually thinking what kind of business would the IRS would the taxman stay out of? Something that even the taxman doesn't wanna doesn't wanna look at. And it got me thinking as well, but I don't have an answer. Apparently, uh, the answer in their mind is a religious institution. And so um Marty uh, sees Mason Young, who is actually the local pastor um, in this place. He holds a boat-based Sunday service on the lake. He is, like, surrounded by yachts. Um, Like, let me know if in the comment section... I don't know if this is a thing that actually happens in real life. Um, (laughs) It's that, like, there's pastors and churches holding like uh sunday services in the middle of of the lake at the middle of the yacht it's crazy to think that there are no churches in this town because uh there seems to be a lot of big vacant land like when we see the scenes there's like very few houses very few businesses it's all like trees and plants and lakesides and like you know it's just very weird that there's no church in this place uh yeah, it's like this place, this this uh, fictional Ozark in the Netflix universe. Um, there's really there's there's like a lot of vacant land, uh, I, as I mentioned. And so what I did is actually googled churches in the real world in in the real Ozark, and there it turns out there was actually a lot of churches. The very first scene of this episode is actually a robbery. At a convenience store, um, we see actors that we don't know and we haven't seen seen them so far. So it, it was kind of confusing. And then a man, a man comes in and tries to talk the robbers out of doing the crime. Just basically talking to, talking the robbers to not do it, you know. And then that man who was trying to talk the robbers into not doing the crime... That man got shot in the chest, and obviously that's you know that's near, it, it that's near the heart, or if not, it's directly in the heart. So it's definitely super, super fatal. However, that man survived, and it is revealed that this man is actually Pastor Mason Young. I don't know if this was the sort of the exact life event that triggered him to be a pastor. Uh, but if it is, this scene is meant to show us how devoted he truly is in serving God. I mean, like, surviving a direct close gunshot at the chest, you know, near or, like, almost, like, near or exactly at your heart, it's definitely a miracle. And, like, if, if this person became a, fa- a pastor because of that miracle, so, so obviously it's meant to show us how... How strong this person is devoted to to God and devoted to his uh, 
personal mission, you know, his you know, his mission and his purpose in life. Marty realizes that building this pastor, uh, Mason Young, a church actually presents an opportunity to launder money. And so what I realize here is, ironically, money laundering is super dirty. Especially this move that Marty is planning, using a religious institution to launder drug money, of all things. And of course, on top of that, we all know religious institutions get, you know, tax breaks. And so, like, just, like, Marty's just going all in with his criminal life. Like, just gonna, he's just gonna money launder the drug money into a, into a, a religion, into a church, a religious institution. Then we have a, actually we have a few interesting scenes with the bird children. So let's start with, with Jonah, uh, the younger one, the guy. He befriends uh, Buddy Diker, who is of course the 82-year-old man who lives at their house's basement. Buddy teaches him how to shoot a gun. Uh, of course, now we have this situation where in, uh, Jonah is actually... Getting more interested every day with death and and killing. I'm a little bit worried about him. Either he will become a criminal or a very unlikely hero of the show, because uh, he's the only one. He's the only bird who is actually getting prepared. He is the only bird. He is the only member of the family getting prepared for a gunfight. Ozark is not an action uh, TV streaming series but you can feel that at some point there will be a gunfight in this show and their second child is of course charlotte charlotte is developing a friendship with wyatt the cousin of ruth wyatt langmore to be fair wyatt seems to be a kind-hearted boy despite being a you know being part of a a criminal family he seems to be like a nice guy Charlotte also met a sort of handsome Instagram model looking guy at the Blue Cat Inn. Um, so like, you know, so Charlotte's like, you know, he's like basically meeting guys around. And the, the Jonah is like, you know, fascinated with that. Just uh, shooting, shooting watermelons with an 82-year-old man. So I think the, these two scenes with their children this will be this might be paid off this season but it's definitely going to be paid off sometime in the future in future episodes marty asks ruth to run the strip club over the 4th of july weekend which leads him to hiring her as the full-time manager of the club she was actually a better manager than bobby dean as it turns out Ruth hired new staff and did some, you know, improvements that actually turned out to be profitable for this uh, strip club. Uh, it's it's named Lickety Split, so which is really, it's not my cup of tea. I don't like that name. Anyway, uh, so Ruth turned the club into really an ent- uh, an entity that makes money. Ruth is only nineteen years old in the story. I actually watched this episode with my mom and she finds it difficult to believe that a teenager could run a business, let alone a 
Freakin' Chirp Club. So, my mom was correct to point that out. However, what I could say with Ruth is she came, of course, from a criminal family. And, you know, the way you see it, criminal families are essentially, you know, evil evil business families. So, I buy it that she could, you know, run a club like this. Also, like, it's getting implied that her dad is... Uh, feared by seems to be feared by a lot of people uh, in the town so like if I guess he she just name drops her dad's name and like everyone just shuts shuts up Roy the the agent who is pursuing uh, the Navarro drug cartel including of course uh, the birds Roy continues to use Russ who is the uncle the uncle of Ruth and the father of Wyatt as a fishing guide and Roy attempted to kiss him provoking a violent reaction but later in the episode they actually meet up and kiss um, at Roy's motel this is uh, this is an interesting little wrinkle of a storyline I didn't expect this especially from a character a character a character like Uncle Russ so I'm sure this relationship will be further developed in upcoming episodes. The final scene of the episode was shocking and something I did not expect. Apparently, the Snells put drugs inside Bibles. Not all of the Bibles, but like there's certain uh, like Bibles that they place drugs in it. And that is what they actually sell every Sunday during the... Uh, service of the pastor so it's it's like a yacht drive through for for drugs um I'm definitely i'm guessing some, some of these people don't really go there for the church they just they're really just there for for you know for drugs before we continue once again please do support my podcast give us a five star rating on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform. Also, the best way you can support us is please give us a direct donation via PayPal. This will be a very big help for us. Any amount would do. Our PayPal donate link is in the description page of this episode. And now we're going to go to the all-important Jace ratings. But before that, we will start with Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic because... These two sides didn't give scores to each episode of of Ozark Season 1. They just rated the entire Season 1. So basically, Rotten Tomatoes gave a score of 70% and the audience of Rotten Tomatoes gave a score of 92%. Metacritic is always the strict professor who gives the lowest score. Metacritic gave it a score of 66 out of 100 and the audience of Metacritic gave it a score of 8.2 out of 10 and what I love about IMDB is they actually give a score to each episode of Ozark so for Ozark season 1 episode 5 IMDB gave it a score of 8 out of 10 and finally Jay's ratings for Ozark season 1 episode 5 is 82% and the reason for my score is I actually like this episode. Um, it's a pretty solid episode. All scenes were solid even if there's um, 
you know, like, there's really no super big scene, unlike what I expect from the midpoint of a story. Um, there's two scenes that I really liked. Um, the two strongest scenes in the episode is, of course, the first one is the birds thinking about and, of, of course, executing their plan to money launder uh, using a church. And the second, the second best episode or the second best scene that I loved is the, uh, the Snell's or the, the Snell organization, whatever they want to call themselves. Uh, selling drugs hidden inside the Bible. Thank you very much for listening to the episode. For more reviews of Ozark episodes, please follow or subscribe to my podcast. Thank you again for listening. See you on the next episode. I love you all. Bye-bye.